first week. I'd just like you to stand, if you can, reach out. I'm going to read a psalm. I'm not preaching from the psalm, but I'm just going to read a psalm and speak it over our lives for this year. Okay, it's Psalm 65, and it's almost like a prayer. And just reach out to God here. It says, What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion? We will fulfill our vows to you, for you answer our prayers. All of us must come to you. Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near, those who live in your holy courts. What festivities await us inside your holy temple. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. O God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth. Even those who sail in distant seas, you formed the mountains by your power and armed yourself with mighty strength. You quieted the raging oceans with the pounding waves and silenced the shouting of the nations. Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. From where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain. For you have ordered it so. You drench the plough ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers and bless its abundant crops. And particularly this bit, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness become a lush pasture, and the hillsides blossom with joy. The meadows are clothed with flocks of sheep, and the valleys are carpeted with grain. They all shout and sing for joy. Hallelujah. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest, even the half pathways overflow with abundance. Father, I pray that over everyone in this house this morning, Lord, that you crown this year with a bountiful harvest in their personal life, in their work life, in their ministry life, in their family life, in church life. Father, I pray that you will crown this year with a bountiful harvest and you will cause even the hard places to overflow with abundance and provision. And I pray that every one of us will have a shout and a song of joy joy in our hearts from the beginning of the year to the end of the year in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. While we're standing together, yeah, give a clap, praise offering to God. <coughs> Listen, the Bible says there that he cares and looks after the whole earth. Okay, let's just pray for the land of Australia just now, shall we, Father? We thank you, Lord, that you care about those in Australia, Lord. We look at the devastation that's happening there. And Lord, we pray, Father, that you will do something incredible and extraordinary out of this. Lord, there'll be a stop to the fires. Lord, I pray, Father God, that something sensational will happen for the grower, for all those who are affected, Lord, all over the world. But particularly as we look at what's happening, we pray, Father God, for you to put a stop 
to what is devastating and bring provision and hope and rescue and help and safety and a provision. And Father God, we pray, Lord, that you'll pour out not just physical rain, but a spiritual rain from heaven, Lord, which brings a river of your life and flow into that nation greater than it's ever known. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated for a few moments. <clears throat> I mean, it's easy at the beginning of every year to say it's, well, significant or important or precious and new, but I do have a, a sense in my spirit that 2020 is a significant year for us here as we seek to build a church, a community can't do without, and as we uh, refocus our last year, we re-emphasize our purpose uh, to reach, inspire, to serve, and equip. And we, some things change. Kids change to rise kids, rise youth who have a great weekend coming up this weekend. They've got this starting the year with an incredible uh, weekend together. So pray for the young people's meetings at Friday and Saturday that God impacts them at the beginning of the year. We, we've got staff uniforms now. Last year with rise and team and tech and all the rest of it. There's some personnel changing. I, I believe that God is. It was like a preparation year for, for takeoff year this year for, for something uh, that God wants to do. And I believe that God has been preparing us and part of preparation is us. And part of preparation is God bringing in people with different giftings and ministries and abilities. And I believe God has been doing that and he's not finished doing that. And I believe that it's a significant year for us. God's not finished, but as we begin... 2020, I want to just speak about a verse or part of a verse that I've lost in my Bible. I mean, I know it's in there somewhere. Got it again. Don't worry. I know you weren't panicking, but I'm going to read a few verses and just pick up on one. In Acts chapter 13, Paul is basically trying to get to Jerusalem. He was on his way to Jerusalem. And from verse 13, it says he went by land to Assos, where he had arranged for, the, for us to join him. That is Luke, you know, his reading, reading the book of Acts, or writing the book of Acts. While we traveled by ship, he joined us there and we sailed together to Mytilene. The next day we sailed past the island of Chios. The following day we crossed to the land, island of Samos, and a day later we arrived at Miletus. Paula decided to sail on past Ephesus for he didn't want to spend any more time in the province of Asia. He was hurrying to get to Jerusalem, if possible, in time for the festival of Pentecost. But when we landed at Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. When they arrived, he declared, you know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I've done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I've endured the trials that come to me from the plots of the Jews. Never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I have got one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and having faith in the Lord Jesus. Now, you think, well, that's not really a start of the year verse or chapter that, isn't it? Uh, I know some of you are thinking that. That's not a word of discernment, that's just knowing how we think. 
But just want to focus for a little bit on what Paul is saying here, speaking to these church people, Ephesus. And in the context of, listen, there's been difficult circumstances I've been. I've had many trials. I've endured a lot of stuff. I've had a lot of tears. There's been plots against me. It's been a difficult <coughs> setting. It's been a difficult time. Paul is saying, is our friends leave us? You take care as you travel. God bless you. <laughs> oh, he's refusing to go. <laughs> but Paul is writing <clears throat> and he's meeting with these church people he's on a journey and we're all on journeys Paul was on a journey to Jerusalem I don't know where your journey is but I trust you've got a purpose for your life and this year you're journeying and heading somewhere You've got God-given plans and dreams and goals, and you're on a journey somewhere, and you know where you're going. And Paul basically is talking to these Christians at Ephesus and leaders, and he says, in the background of, it was difficult, it was tough, I'm doing God's stuff, I'm living my Christian life, I'm doing my ministry, I'm doing God's stuff, I've endured trials and hardships, even in church life, people have been trying to get me. But within this, this phrase gripped me. It says, I never shrank back, or I did not shrink back from telling you and declaring to you publicly or privately what you needed to hear for your help. And that phrase gripped me. And coincidentally, it just happened to be Acts 2020. The first part of Acts 2020, and that phrase just gripped me and came alive in me. It says, I did not shrink back. I did not shrink back. And let me tell you, I believe that for us, 2020 is a year in which we don't shrink back. It's a year not for shrinking back to what was, to where we've been, or to, but to go forward into all that God has got for us. I did not shrink back, whether it was in church life, whether it was in your houses. I had a consistency about me that I knew what my purpose was. I knew my purpose was to reach, inspire, serve, and equip, whatever way you want to call it. And no matter what I faced, no matter what was going on, I decided that this year I was not going to shrink back. It was a time not to go back into, oh no, this is what we were, this is what we're used to, this is what we know. It was a time and season, what was ahead of me? I'm not going to shrink back, I'm going to go forward. And I believe that we need to have a message. He says, I've got one message he says here, and that's that people need to come in faith in Jesus Christ. <coughs> people need to come. <coughs> Excuse me. People need to come to faith. He says, and all my inspiring, all my serving, and all my equipping is for this one purpose, to reach Jews and reach Greeks for the purpose of reaching them for Jesus Christ. And I believe that all we do in your life, whether it's inspiring, serving, or equipping, the main purpose is to reach people for Jesus Christ. We're reaching people for Jesus Christ, no matter what they look like, and no matter where they've been, no matter their background, but our purpose above all is to reach people, whether they're this or that or the next thing. We are here to reach people for Jesus Christ. And we need to reach forward into doing that. Paul, when he's writing to Corinthians, says, I've become all things to all people that I might win some. All my practice is to reach the priority of reaching people for Jesus Christ. 
And they say, but the phrase that I um, did not shrink back, it says, I'm not going backwards. I'm not shrinking back into what has been. I did not shrink back. I did not efface what was ahead of me. And I know there's a slightly kind of negative kind of emphasis when it says I did not shrink back. And I kind of thought about that, but I believe we can put a positive spin on it. I believe it's a year for new life where we don't shrink back, but we're going onwards. I say, but it's the opposite in one way is not just shrink back, but it's a year to embrace what's ahead. It's a year to embrace. What does it mean to embrace? It means to not hold back, to hold closely in one's arm, to accept something willingly or enthusiastically. But the, all, the emphasis is always reaching forward. It's reaching forward. And this year is a year for a new life. Not to shrink back in any way, but to move forward and embrace what's ahead of us. To embrace something's ahead of us. You know what? You can look forward. And when you're embracing something, for start, you need to open your arms out. You need to open your arms. You need to accept it willingly and enthusiastically. Now, you can give people a hug, really but you're not doing it enthusiastically. But I believe in all that we're doing this year, we're embracing it. It's not just doing it for the sake of it. We're embracing it. We've got to say that I'm taking it. I'm opening my arms up to embrace what's ahead of me. Enthusiastically and willingly. It's not reluctantly. And sometimes even in church life, it's not an attitude of, well, bless me if you can. It's not an attitude of your arms fold and say, well, let's wait and see what's happening. It's not an attitude, well, well, we've heard it all before, let's just see where it goes. That's not embracing. Embracing is an attitude, you know what? Bring it on. I'm going up for us. I'm up for whatever's going on this year. I'm reaching out and I'm taking hold of what God's got for me this year. I'm not waiting. I'm not holding back. I'm all in there. I'm buying into this. I'm up for this. I'm embracing what's ahead of me. Listen, it's a year to forget what's gone and embrace what's ahead of us in the future. I was so proud of my team at the New Year quiz. We had a New Year quiz uh, that David introduced this year. Uh, David uh, was involved in, and if you weren't here, it was a great night at Hogmanay. But we had a quiz of the past decade. We had a quiz of the past decade, the past 10 years up to this, some question each. And I was so proud of my team that we, we were rubbish, okay? We didn't get that many right, okay? And I thought, how spiritual are we? We are the most spiritual. We are one of the most spiritual teams here. Because Paul, the apostle, the great apostle, Paul, got up and one day he said, you know what? I'm forgetting what's behind me. And I'm reaching out and pressing on for what's ahead of us. And I thought, my team is so great. We have forgotten just about everything that's happened in 10 years. And it's because we are pressing on. We're not came where we've been. We came where we're going forward. <clears throat> you know, if I'm, I'm, I'm traveling my train... I love traveling by train, but I've got to face forward. I've got to face forward because I just don't feel very well, a uh, bit sick when I'm facing back. That's the real reason. But I tell people, really know the real reason? Because I don't care where I've been. I care where I'm going. And I, I care what's ahead of me, and I'm forgetting what's behind me. I'm reaching on. And this year, it's no matter what 2019, no matter what the past has been, it's a year to move on. It's a year to move forward. It's a year to possess what's ahead of us. I believe that. <coughs> And no matter what that is, you know, I love reading about the God's people in the Old Testament when they were leaving Egypt and getting into the promised land. And you get to storage, it's Exodus 14, where you've got the, the Egyptians running after them, behind them, the Red Sea's in front of them, and they are moaning the face off of Moses. If you look at it, they are moaning the face off of Moses. Moses, this is all your fault. Okay, 
you told us it was going to be great. This becoming a follower of God is going to be a great thing. Look what Sam says. We'd have been better off staying in Egypt and dying there. Well, there's not enough grace for us in Egypt. There's problems everywhere, Moses. You are the problem. Listen, it's still the same in church life. It might not be the same thing, but, oh, we don't like that's happening in church. We don't like these songs. They, they don't like this. Oh, we're mourning this, that, and the next thing. It'd been better off in Egypt. Sometimes we need to realize it's never better off back there. It's always better going forward. And Moses comes before God and he says, hey, what, what do we do here? Because there's problems behind, there's problems here. There's a Red Sea that we can't cross. There's an Egyptian army come to get us. And God basically paraphrases, what are you talking to me for? You just tell them to go forward. And basically he's saying this, tell, what Moses, tell them to embrace what's ahead of them. Tell them to take on and embrace what's ahead of them. Yeah, there might be problems ahead, but tell them there's nothing to look back for, nothing to look back on, nothing to go back from, but just keep looking ahead and you embrace and tell them to embrace what's ahead of them because if they embrace it, they'll see me do great things. And listen, it's a year to embrace what's ahead of us. It's a year to embrace whatever. It's a year to say, I'm not shrinking back from this. I'm possessing it and I'm, I'm going to embrace what's ahead of me. You know, a couple of years ago, many of you know that just about a couple of years ago from now, my wife Kathy was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she went through a whole year of stuff where she had an operation, then she had six chemotherapy treatments and 15 radiotherapy treatments and a bunch of other appointments in between. And she had some good days and she had some difficult days and some other types of days through that year. But right at the start of it, she believes she, she hears God in ways that uh, way beyond my hearing of God. And right early on in that, in that journey, she heard God speak to her and says, Kathy, I want you to embrace the journey. Wow. And she did. Uh, I believe she did embrace the journey. And she was faithful to God. But it was difficult. But she embraced. God says, embrace the journey. I've asked her to prepare a preach this year on embracing the journey. Okay, because this is a year to embrace. And there's so much... In that topic, and I've said to Kathy, you can preach that in a way that some others can't preach it, but we need to we'll hear the preach at some point. Watch this space of embracing the journey. But this year, our whole emphasis, this is a year to embrace whatever's there. It's a year to embrace. It's a year not to shrink back, not to go back, not to shrink back, but to grow forward and to possess all that God's got for us. What do you need to embrace this year? You know, I was thinking about this embrace, and it's, fu it's funny. It's, I don't know if it's just happened all the time, but... It's like when you buy a car, I got a new car, and you've never seen that make a car before until you get at one, then you, then you can't help but see all your cars. You ever been there? Uh, whether you've never seen them before, but you've got one that says, oh, everybody's bought the same car as me in the past week. No, they've always been there, but you don't take notice. And I was thinking, and this there's 2020 says, I'm not shrinking back. I did not shrink back, and I'm going to embrace what's ahead, Paul's saying. And then I've just, this phrase has been with me, that word, it's a year to embrace. And it felt it was a drop to my spirit. It's a year to embrace what's ahead. It's a year to embrace what I've got for you. It's a year to embrace what's ahead of you. And then every time I hear TV and God TV, I hear talk, somebody talking about embrace. Okay, I heard Craig Rochelle. I wasn't even doing anything. I was sitting reading something and he was on in the background. And I heard them saying, it's a time to embrace your limitations. I thought, that's another great preach. Okay, I hope you've forgotten it was Craig Rochelle by the time I preached it later on in the year. Okay, and then I heard somebody saying last night about embracing wisdom. I thought, it's a year to embrace. It's a year to say, I'm all in. 
I'm on board. I'm taking. I'm not shrinking back into no, maybe half-hearted. It's a year to embrace whatever's ahead of us. It's a year to embrace what God has got for you. Ecclesiastes 9 and 5 says this, there's a time to embrace and there's a time to turn away from embracing. I want to tell you that 2020 is a time to embrace. It's a time to embrace what God has got for you. And there's a reason why we're reading Proverbs just now, because Proverbs 3 says, wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. I don't know why wisdom's always got a kind of female uh, pronoun attached, but we'll not go there this morning. Proverbs 4, if you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. Wow, it's a year to embrace wisdom of God. It's a year to embrace what God's got for you. Listen, for the first month, we're going to embrace God. We're going to embrace God. In our prayer room, four Wednesdays, we're going to embrace God. We'll come and embrace God in a way that I've never embraced Him. David referenced the fact that we've got 20 days of prayer and fasting. It might not be food, but listen, we can sing songs like we've sung this morning. That's all I want is you. All I want for Christmas is you. You know what I mean? Uh, it's you. You're enough. Okay, I'm sorry if I've come with my agenda. This type of thing, I'm sorry. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. That song we sung, I just want you. And it's okay to sing the song on a Sunday, but listen, if it's real, then we need to say, God, I need to set time aside to just want you. I need to set time aside for you. And fasting and praying is setting time aside to say, God, I just want to embrace you. I'm just going to spend time embracing you. I just want to spend time getting you and being alongside you and getting time and sacrificing whatever I need to sacrifice. It might not be food for you. It might be social media. It might be something else. And we're going to try to make it easy for you. We're doing Monday to Friday so you can, you can whatever you do at weekends. Okay, but for maybe you've never fasted in any way before. But we want to say the first of the month, at the beginning of the month, let's embrace God. And if we embrace God and give him first place at the beginning of the year, who knows what God can do for the rest of the year. But we're embracing God at the start of the year. And we're spending time starting tomorrow, Monday, Friday, four weeks. Whatever it is that you need to give up just to embrace God and spend that time that you would have been doing with other things. Embracing God and saying, God, I just want to get closer to you. I want to spend more time in you. And I'm going to come and worship you. And I'm going to come and pray. I'm going to seek your face. God, we want to do it collectively and individually. I believe it's time for us to embrace God in a fresh and a new way. You might know it, but I do. And listen, as we get through 2020, I believe it's time to embrace God, a time to embrace the journey, a time to embrace our limitations, a time to embrace whatever God's got for us. It's a time to embrace church in a new way. Embrace church in a new way. It's a time to embrace people in a new way. Bob God's everybody always. It's a time to love people and embrace people that we maybe were rejected before. But it's a time to embrace people. It's a time to embrace church and get connected to church in a greater way than we've ever done before. It's a year to a time to embrace the life groups. If you've never been in a life group, why don't you embrace a life group this year? It's a way to a year to embrace serving. If you've never served, why not get involved in serving in a way that you've never served before? It's a year to embrace challenges. 
instead of looking at challenge, look at his opportunity and what's ahead of me. Don't shrink back when you see problems ahead of you. Just embrace it as an opportunity to prove the grace of God, the power of God, the love of God, and everything that God's got for you. If it's a challenge, don't shrink back and say, oh, this is, this is not good. I can't do this anymore. Why don't you rise up and embrace the challenge and say, this is an opportunity for me to grow in the purposes of God and see God move in a great way. Because in the past, this thing defeated me. This area of my life used to cause me to be less than what I am. But see, this year, I'm going to embrace it as an opportunity to say, God, I'm going to prove your goodness, your faithfulness, your mercy, and your power in my life. And I'm going to embrace the opportunity for me to grow and become more of what you've called me to be this year. It's a time to embrace growth. I believe in a personal level and a church level, it's a year to grow. I believe we're going to grow individually. I believe collectively it's a year for us to embrace growth. It's a year to embrace the community in a way we've never done before and to serve them in a level we've never done before. I believe it's a year to embrace Ayrshire and to reach out these four walls and start doing stuff outside the four walls of Ayrshire, embrace the communities around us. I believe it's a year to embrace the world in a way we've never done before to reach out in a way beyond where we've done missions and to do missions greater than we've ever done them, to see more people involved in compassion, to see more people involved in hope for justice, to see areas of the world we've never touched before been impacted because God so loved the world and we need to embrace the world in a greater measure than ever before. It's a year to embrace our buildings again. And there's a challenge in a building, but it's an opportunity. And listen, I've probably shrank back a bit with the building. And I need to, we need to embrace a building project, whether it's in here or outside. But we need to embrace a building which is producing facilities for our kids and for everybody else. We need to embrace and rise up and see the steady shrinking back. Let's embrace it as an opportunity to see God do something incredible, whether it's in here or somewhere else. But let's embrace the building project. Let's embrace God, we need you to move in a greater way. And we're not going to hide back and say, oh, no, no, no. But we're going to say, God, it's a problem. But we're going to face the problem head on and we're going to see what God can do in it. Are you with us? To that end, we will have a heart for the house offering at the end of the month. Embrace giving in a new way and say, God, what can I give? Not just a normal offering, what can I pledge to give for the heart for the house to see you do great things this year? We'll do more of that details next week. But at the end of this month, as I've done the past year, it's just a heart for the house, above a tithing offering. We're going to give a special offering for God to do something in the house. Are you with us? Listen, it's a year to embrace change. I believe there's changes. There's a change is coming. I believe we need to look at change constantly. Constant change is here to stay. But churches are slow to change. And we're looking to change the structure and how we do church. We're looking to do Sunday evening stuff. We're looking to change in midweek. We're aiming for March time to change what we do. And we're going to take a couple of months just to, to bring us together to share what we're doing. But listen, you can say, oh, no, I like the way we do things. I like the way we do things. But I think we can do better. I think we could do more. I think we could reach out more than we're reaching before. We can inspire more than we've survived. We can serve more. We can equip more. I believe it's a year for change and to embrace the change that God wants for us to go higher and to go further and see more happening than we've done in the past. Thank God for where we're at. 
I do thank God for that. I want to go to another church here, not because of the bed, but I just feel this is home and where God's placed us. And I want to, and God bless every church, but this is here. And I think we're, uh, there's some great stuff, but I believe there's more. And we need to embrace change. And if we need to change some stuff, let's change the stuff. Ooh. We need to embrace the future. I'm not shrinking back to what was, what is, what's been good. I'm embracing the future. Because sometimes you can look ahead with just fear and say, oh, I don't know what's happening. I, I'm saying bring it on. Bring it on. But I want to embrace. I'm, I'm not my arms up. Just to show I can do that one as well. I'm not my arms up. So listen, I want to embrace and take hold of all that God's got for me this year. It's not a year to shrink back. And when challenges come as they will, it's a year to embrace them. See, it's a challenge. It's an opportunity. And I'm growing in it. Paul says, I did not shrink back. 2020 verse, I did not shrink back. What I did? I embraced hold. I took hold of what was ahead. I grabbed the bull by the horns and said, you know what? You may be looking ferocious, but I'm taking hold of you and I'm going to deal with you. Twenty twenty, it's a year to embrace, and that can cover a million things that will cover all year. But it's a year to embrace and say, "Hey, I'm taking hold of this." Are you up for it? Not to shrink back into what was or what we are. Could just think of those phrases: "Shrink back" means you're smaller, and you're going backwards. And embrace means you're not shrinking back, you're growing forward. We are growing forward. And for 2020, we've got 2020s. We've got 2020s for 2020. Try saying that along with Peter Piper, picked up Eric, picked up Eric. And hope is going to put them up on one screen. It's not her fault, they're not on the other screen. We've got 2020s, and we've got other stuff. But listen, the band's coming up, you've got 2020s for 2020. Some are easy, some are not so easy. Listen, and I hope in the same order, what's happened? We've got 20 days. What's wrong with it? What have I spelt wrong? No. Listen, for this year, if you're up for that, just shout amen. We're up, well, 20 days of prayer and fasting. Saying, God, we're going to have 20 baptisms this year. We're going to have 20 children and rise kids. We're going to have 20 young people and rise youth. We're going to have 20 new members this year. We're going to have 20 people in the worship team. We're going to have 20 men at Excel Conference. We're going to have 20 children at camp. We're going to have 20 youth at Rock Nations. We have 20 more diamonds in the Thursday. We're going to have 20,000 pounds more in the offerings this year. We're going to have 20 new servers this year. We're going to have 20 equipping programs this year. We're going to have 20 more Compassion Kids Children sponsored this year and here all by the community around about us. We're going to have 20 outreach events across Ayrshire this year. We're going to have 20 testaments of salvations, of feelings that God's doing. We're going to have 20 welcome packs per month being given out. We're going to have 20 serve events a year. We're going to have 20 people in Rise Recovery Group this year. 
and we're going to have 20 people booked on mission trips this year. But over the next couple of years, mission trips planned with 20 people in the house reaching out to the world to embrace the world in a new way. Listen, 2020s for 2020. And we want to see these. We're going to do them. And listen, that's only the minimum. That's only what we're looking for. But God, you can do more than we could ever ask or think or believe for. But we're believing in 2020, new life's not going to shrink back. We will not shrink back. We will embrace all that's ahead of us. And we will go for 2020s in 2020 and give you the praise, the honor, the glory for your sake. Amen. If you're for it, stand up. If you're not, it's okay. You're still welcome here in your life. We know everybody can't stand up. God, thank you, Father, for what you've done in the past. Thank you for your faithfulness in the past. But, Lord, we're not looking at the past. We thank God for it, but we are building on the past. We're building on what you've done in the past. We're building on the people who are going before us. Lord, but we are rising up to lay a legacy for those coming after us. And, Father, God, we thank you, Lord, that it's not a year for us to shrink back into just mediocrity, shrink back into less than you've called us to be. But Father God, we're making a commitment at the beginning of the year that we will, whatever faces us, we're going to embrace it in a way we embrace it with the grace and the love and the power and the, of God all over our lives. We're not going to shrink back into not doing what we know we should do, but we're going to embrace the challenge. We're going to embrace the journey. We're going to embrace the world. We're going to embrace our church. We're going to embrace our community. We're going to embrace God. We're going to embrace everything that you put in front of us and we are taking hold of it with both hands and saying we are up for it Lord we are going to embrace everything that's ahead of us because we thank you that you've already gone before us you see the end of the year from the beginning of the year and Father I pray that these 2020s will just be nothing Lord that will laugh in the face of them at the end because we've seen you go beyond what we have imagined and what we are doing and Lord we do it all for the glory of God we do it all to reach your world to reach our communities with the love and the message of the good news and the hope that's found in Jesus Christ. Lord, I help, pray you'll help us to reach, inspire, to serve and equip in a greater measure. Lord, and it's only with the one message for your glory and for the salvation of the people in our world. Father God, we thank you that you're here. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that we don't go into this year on our own, but you've already gone before us. We thank you, Lord, that your goodness and your mercy are going to run after us and chase after us every day of this year. We thank you you're going to be faithful every day. We thank you your mercies are going to be great every day. We thank you, Lord, that your grace is going to be sufficient every day. But, Lord, we pray that we will not become less than you've called us to be. We will not shrink back. We will not go backwards. But everything about us this year is an embracing what's ahead, taking hold of what's ahead, taking hold of you, and seeing you go beyond all that we can imagine for the glory of your dear name's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. I've decided. 